So uh, I talked to these guys. Uh, I usually have somewhat of a part on Senior Sunday. And uh, I told them I, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Wanted to interview them and, and just ask them some questions. Some of them will be very random. Some of them will be really serious. Uh, and just kind of go through them. And they responded, oh, you don't have anything prepared, huh? And uh, <laughs> so, but this was a couple weeks ago, I told them, so I could have got something prepared. But I thought this would be, uh, this would be a really kind of neat time for us. Uh, just allow you to see a glimpse of some of the things that goes on uh, in the youth uh, part of things. But before we get started with that, I want to recognize uh, a couple other seniors. Get it? Seniors? Those are older. Uh, there, are, there are two people that have done a lot for this youth group here. And uh, they, don't, they don't do it asking for a pat on the back. They don't do it for recognition. But I just wanted to take some time and do that this morning. There's a lot of people who do things for us, uh, but these two people, they go on any event they possibly can, and we want to recognize Lewis and Carol Anderson this morning. Now you know why I said seniors. <laughs> they do go paintballing with us, so, and Lewis will shoot you. And Carol will shoot you in the back, even when she's not supposed to. <laughs> even on the same team. So, so uh, Ross, Jacob, what have been, uh, what was one of your, your funniest moments uh, in the youth group? So, uh, Jacob goes first. Is it on? Yes. By the way, Jacob, it was nice for all your family to come in just for you this morning. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Spencer being married last night. All right. Go for it. All right. Well, uh, funniest moment. Let's see, this one time we were, uh, we were upstairs and we wanted to bring this race car tire we had up there downstairs. So uh, I decided, hey, I said, hey, guys, let's roll it downstairs. So uh, I think it was Jacob Duran or something. He, he was like, all right, I'll push it down. And Ross was supposed to catch it, but uh, anyway, Jacob pushes it down there. It's already going 200 miles an hour, and Ross is about to get crushed, and he runs out of the way, and it blasts through the wall. So, And that was like my first week here. Uh, yeah. Our intern at the time came down there and said, Jared, they're all yours. I quit. <laughs> and I go down, and there's this monster-sized hole in the wall, and Jacob's, like, acting like he didn't do anything. Whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. He did fess up. He was like, I was the brains behind the operation. <laughs> and so, Ross? And Ross got blamed for the whole thing. Yes. And Ross did nothing. Ross did. You I'd were still smart. be in a full you, body cast if I would have caught right. the tire. It was, so. it was a big NASCAR tire. It wasn't just like a, a tire. It was a big NASCAR tire uh, with the rim and everything. At least 300 pounds. All right, your, uh, your funniest moment. Well, it was, I think, our second year at Dallas Life Mission Trip, and we stayed in this church, which was like a mixture of a high school and a prison and a church. They had a high school cafeteria. You mean, he, you mean the church building, not the church itself. The church, yeah. the people. You remember the people are the church? <laughs> Just the building was a And it was prison. high school cafeteria. 
and a church, and then they had security. And so, I mean, if you step foot in the cafeteria, the alarm went off. But they, they turned off, like, half of the church so we could go in it. And at night, we stayed in this room, and we tried to, you know, Jared came around, sang us, and told us a good night story and stuff. And Tucked him in. He was kind of scared. <laughs> and so as they flipped off the lights, there was a storm light that, doesn't shut off, and so it was bright as day. In like in room. here, like as yes. bright as in here. It was right as now. bright as in in here, and this is like the era where it was cool to have 24 pairs of sunglasses for every hour of the day. So I put on all my sunglasses, and it it worked for a while, but you can go sleep. Ross had, I kid you not, like eight, eight eight sunglasses stacked up on his eyes, and Andy and I look over, and Ross is just like this with a big old stack of sunglasses. And it was hot. The AC was not working, so it was hot, and the bright lights were on. So, uh, outside of your parents, uh, tell me someone in this church that has impacted your life, has helped you in your spiritual walk, encouraged you. They both, I want you to know, they both had me down as their top person. I said, we can't do that, guys. That's obvious. But outside your parents, other than me... I can't remember. I can't remember my answer for this one. He said Russell Figgins. Yeah, that's right. It was Russell. He's not here today. He's up there. Why was Russell Figgins one of? Um, he's uh, been our leader of our life group for as long as I can remember, and so I don't know. You just made a connection with him during yep. those times, and you know you, he can beat you up. So, Jacob, you got someone outside of your parents. Other than, say, uh, other than me. Oh, yeah. Other than me. Other than you. I would say uh, Jay Spencer. Jay Spencer. So what is your connection with him, and how has he encouraged you? Uh, really through Camp Deer and just seeing him, like his impact out there and uh, the impact that camp has on every kid just really, uh, really influences me to be like him. There you go. So uh, Winterfest a couple years ago was all on, on spiritual disciplines, and uh, – that's part of our vision is, is spiritual dif- disciplines. What is one of your uh, favorite spiritual disciplines you find yourself practicing? We'll go with Jacob first. You ready? Go with Ross first. Um, Jacob's is silence. I like to sing, so that would be my spiritual discipline, I guess. How do you, how do you carry that out? Um, I jam in the car every day. So. Well, I'll tend to, though. Yeah, of remember. course. We also, uh, we sing once a month. Uh, yeah. We have, what are the, you remember? Ignite what the, Nights. Ignite Nights. Youth ministers try to come up with clever, catchy names. We have Ignite Night that we sing uh, once a month on Wednesday nights. And Ross is definitely needed because I can't carry a tune. Uh, I would say uh, service. Service, all right. And how have you seen that play out in your life? How have you walked that out? Uh, just doing service projects. Like we did the uh, community garden not too long ago. We spent all day out there getting the garden ready for people just to come. You know. Okay. If um, if you had to switch or wardrobe with any of the elders that's been an elder here during your time at this church, meaning you have to swap your clothes with them and wear what they wear, what elder would you pick? Doug Ferris. Doug Ferris. <laughs> Did you? Test, test. What you do? You did it on mute. 
This one's on mute. We can share. All right, that's what's good. Who have, uh, who have been some of your closest friends or a close friend to you in the youth group, and what is a way that he or she has encouraged you? Uh, Justin Welch is pretty much, pretty much my best friend. Uh, we encourage each other to come to all the youth group events, and we don't really give each other a choice, kind of make each other. So, uh, Your daughters have been my homies for a long time, and Tyler Anthony, we've definitely uh, been friends in the youth group and outside of school. So, how, have, how have they encouraged you? I don't know. He's going to get all emotional. <laughs> He's about to cry. <laughs> it's okay to cry up here. Uh, I guess just getting with each other and saying we're going to be at this youth event so we can hang out. I don't know. Okay, so you really didn't come to hang out with me. It's really my daughter's. Yeah, you're right. All right. <laughs> Point given. All right. Uh, what has been one of your most meaningful moments in being involved in the youth group here at Lamar Avenue? Um, the Dallas Life Mission Trip has been very meaningful. We, in the summer, around July, we go stay at a church that lets us come in and for what like five days we go to a Dallas Life mission trip or like mission home where we play with the kid the little kids we hang out with the the teens there we help serve food help sort laundry in the basement it's a real good experience I do Dallas Life too I just yeah spending a week out there seeing all the homeless but still how thankful they are it's uh yeah your last and final question, and the hardest one, I think. If you were in a dark alley and were about to get attacked by four guys and only had one elder with you, which one would you hope was there? Wayne Kirby. Yeah, Wayne Kirby. <laughs> let's, give these, let's give these guys a hand. This being Memorial Day weekend, I don't want to go any farther in this service without recognizing those um, who have served our country and who continue to serve. I'd like for all of our veterans to please stand so we can recognize you at this time. We appreciate what you do for our country and the sacrifice and the commitment that you have made um, in your life to serve not only God, but the country we live in as well. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews 11. Don't worry, I'm not going to speak for 30 minutes, and so you're, Jared took up some of my time, but you know, today is always a special day, and I know right now as moms and dads and family members of these seniors, I know you're probably in your mind thinking, where has the last 18 years gone? You're looking back at those days when you first took your child to kindergarten, and uh, if you were like me when you went to kindergarten, you beat your mom, I beat my mom back out to the car uh, before she could even uh, look around and say, where did my son go? 
you look back at all those moments and you think, man, where has all of this gone? And so much has happened, so much in between all those 18 years. But through all of that, <clears throat> we're here today. And tears will be shed, laughter will be given as well, maybe some yes and hurrahs and, and all of that, but you come to a moment right now where you're faced with, what will I do next? Will it be college? Will it be a job? It's going to be one of those two, or you're going to have a long conversation with family members, right? Uh, but through all of that, just like you have seen standing before us this morning, you saw ones that stood, that have fought for this country, that did not give up. They sacrificed. Seniors, I want to remind you today, you have family members and you have a church family that has been here for you to help you realize that you did not get to this point alone. You had some encouragement. You had that love and that support from family, from your church family. If you ask teenagers, one of the, one things, one of the first things that they're going to tell you about a relationship with God is this. They are looking for the love of God. They want to see the love of God displayed among people, among who they're around. I pray as a church that we have shown them the love of God. I pray every day that we show each other and this community the love of God, no matter our age. But if you look back at Hebrews chapter 11, the Hebrew writer is talking about some men and women of faith that served. Men and women of faith that did something with their life. If you look back, starting in Hebrews 11, starting in about verse 4, you see, by faith, Abel offered. Enoch, verse 5, was taken from this life. By faith, Noah, he did something. Abraham, by faith, was called to go to a place that he would later receive as an inheritance. And then you look down and you see Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and all of these heroes of faith, they did something. And if you look back at that list, it's not hard to, to come away and say, you know, these are just ordinary men and women. These are not men and women who would make the Hall of Fame. But there's a big difference in the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Faith. And what God wants for each one of his children, he wants us to be known and one day somebody say, this person lived their life by faith. And I love verse 27 of chapter 11 where it says, By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Is that not the challenge that we face every day? 
the challenge we face is to, to look out in a dark and a lost world and to look around and to look ahead and to be able to see the invisible, which is Jesus Christ. And so to you seven seniors today, when you leave this place today and you graduate this next week and you grab that diploma from your principal and from the school, you begin to realize, oh my goodness, the next part of my life is starting right now. What will I do with it? And I hope five, ten years from now we can look back and we can, we can name all these great accomplishments that you seven seniors have made with your life. But more than that, I pray that we'll be able to say they are faithful and they are still walking with God. You know, we live in a time today where statisticians are keeping track of this, and I know uh, churches and families are seeing this too. We're losing our young people. We see after about 18 years old, our young people just kind of fade away. I have faith that God will continue to work in the lives of these young people. I have faith and confidence that this group and others that have walked through the doors of this church have been raised by godly parents and by a church family that loves them. There are hosts of Lewis and Carol Andersons in this church that have taught and loved and supported and nudged these kids. And you know what that is? That's people of faith believing in younger people of faith. That's older, sorry Lewis and Carol, young and heart people of faith looking at our youth and saying, we believe in you. And, and frankly, I'll say this, they are not the church of tomorrow, they are the church of right now. They are the church of today. It gets all under my skin when I hear people say, well, they're our future. No, they're right now. They are living out faith right now before us. And seniors, guess what? You are setting an example to those that are younger than you. And this morning, we'll be giving Bibles out not only to our seniors, but to our first graders. And those first graders look up to these seniors because one day they're going to be setting and standing where you are. What difference does it make? What matters in all of that? The difference is that you've been faithful to your calling from God. And if you look in Hebrews chapter 12, I love where the Hebrew writer says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So day after day, 
after day, test after test, whatever comes up in your life the next few years while you're in school or while you're working, what do you do about faith? You continue to look on and look ahead to the one who's already been there, to the one who has already laid down the path for you to walk in. You look to Jesus. And those days when you want to give up, what does the Hebrew writer say? Consider him. Consider him who endured such opposition. Consider all of those who went before us. Consider Jesus and don't give up. And the last time I checked, that's not just a message to graduating seniors, that's a message for all people of faith. Amen? Don't give up. Fight the fight. And along the way, may we display the love of God to those around us. May we encourage somebody in faith so their faith will grow. Because as you encourage them, their faith not only grows, but guess what it does to your faith? It grows as well. Because you're doing something and you're helping to disciple somebody else. May we consider Jesus. And so you see the secret of living a great life is not living life to yourself, but it's living life before God and being faithful to Him every step of the way. There's a great song that I love that Steve Green wrote. And in that song, here's the message. And I pray from our seniors to all of us as a church family that as we continue the journey with Jesus, as we continue that race, may we realize it's the only race that matters. May we realize that at the end of all of it, what matters is what this song says. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. May the fire of our devotion light their way. May the footprints that we leave lead them to believe, and the lives we live inspire them to obey. Oh, may all who come behind us find us faithful. And so sitting here today with our Bibles open, and when you look at Hebrews 11 and 12, what you find in that great Hall of Faith passage, you find faithful men and women who served. Faithful men and women who didn't give up. Faithful men and women who, some of them, with what was handed to them in life, could have just said, I'm done. I can't do this. But they didn't. They kept on. How do we know that? Because they made the list. 
when you make that list, you know you did something right. And so, may all who come behind us, may they look at our lives one day and may they say they were faithful. That's what matters. And so, to our seven seniors and to their families, we love you with the love of the Lord. And we are proud. We are proud that you have come through this community of faith. You've blessed us. You've made us laugh, as we've seen this morning. You've even made us cry. And we'll do that in a little bit when we watch the video, I'm sure. But beyond all of that, I pray that whatever you choose to do from this point on, may you be faithful to God. That's the most important thing in life. And so this morning as we stand to sing a song of invitation, I want to leave that challenge before us. Are you being faithful? And are you living life in such a way that those who come behind us, will they find you being faithful? What a great challenge. Some may be here this morning and you're ready to walk down these aisles and to talk with somebody and to say, I've never made that decision to follow Jesus and I want to do that today and I want to put Christ on in baptism. What a great journey to begin. And you do that, and you've got a lot of witnesses. You've got a lot of family members out here that will help you along the way. Some may just need encouragement, prayers. Whatever you're facing in life today, stay faithful to God all along the way. Let's stand as we sing this song of invitation. <laughs>